Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one, Under New Management, written by Discord Well. Orcric engaged the landing gear as she piloted a craft just above the grass. Careful to not touch down too hard, she swore briefly as the joints creaked under far more strain than they were designed for, but held firm. Burning on her anti-gravity harness over her stealth camera and hoisting her heavy stunner, Orthric triggered the ramp and vaulted down to the grass. Nothing moved. She crouched, moving through the foliage, trying to make herself as small as possible. The scent of life was almost overpowering. Curse that faulty plasma coil she had meant to get it looked at, but uh, money was tight. Instead of an easy repair, the whole damn thing had to be replaced, which meant that instead of making her regular payment to loan Master Stain, she had to beg not just for his forgiveness, but for an extra loan, which was why she was here, on this unnaturally lush planet. Hunting for slaves on a death world was risky business, not to mention very highly illegal. But the slaves would be likely sell well, and one of the woman craft like Ockrids was small enough to evade detection. Usually. As she slowly made her way through the foliage, she realized that it came to an abrupt end. Ahead of her was a large road, with a bridge allowing it to cross over a smaller road. Under the bridge were some makeshift-looking structures, and, uh, as she watched, a big biped opened some sort of flexible flap on one of them before going outside. Clearly, they were sapient, but were these the same creatures that had built the bridge? The architectural styles were completely different. The bridge was a brutal monument of grey stone and metal, a squat, ugly creature clearly designed from unnaturally high gravity of this world. The biped's dwelling, on the other hand, was flimsy and brightly colored, made of petition of materials and Ockrick couldn't quite clearly identify. Ever the hunter, Ockrick spent an hour to watch her prey. Clearly, this was their nest, as she saw a few bipeds arriving and a few leaving. Were they predators? They didn't appear to have any sort of natural armaments, and they weren't hunting. So, probably not. Some sort of clever herd animals. Maybe they were servants of the creatures who had built the bridge. That would be quite a find. It looked like it would be getting dark and the creatures were settling down. Now was the time to act. She had waited for one to get separated, stun it, and drag it back to her ship. Then she could see if it would be worth capturing more. She checked the charge on her heavy stunner one last time. Fool! Had she been spotted, one of the bipeds had left the nest and was moving deliberately towards her location. Closer. Closer. No! Her shot hit the biped right in the center mass, but uh, instead of toppling over, it took a big step and somehow regained its balance. She fired off three more shots and hit him with two, but the biped seemingly shrugged off the effects before turning and running for the nest, while still making some sort of vocalizations. 
If Othric was a youngling, she would have stayed frozen in shock. Every instinct told her to remain hidden where it was safe and not let the biped see her. Instead, the veteran spacer turned and ran, striking a balance between speed and stealth as she made for her ship. She had made it nearly halfway when one of the bipeds came out of her peripheral vision and swung its manipulator limb straight into her skull with a jackhammer force. Some time later, Hothric woke up. She tried to jump away, but only managed to topple her chair over. She had been tied down, although they at least let her keep the gravity harness. Two of the bipeds were leaning over her. Hey, space kitty, you're going to talk, one of them asked. Yes. Arthric answered, at least she was alive. Okay, good. My name is Mike. We went through your ship while you were out, found this handy-dandy headband, useful little toy. By the masters, they had stolen her neural link. That was why she could understand them. Oh man, look at your face. You look like somebody just crapped in your box. Mike tapped his head. Let me guess, me wearing this is violating Federation Law 3.7.1 bullcrap about not giving the primitives any shiny toys. Well, too late now. Cat's out of the bag, so to speak. So why are you here, Space Kitty? Northrick managed a single word. Slaves. Another series of barks, even louder. Once, Othric had gone to an event where masters performed the art of slave races. One of the masters had chosen to read some Tricorian poetry. Othric was struck by how much Mike sounded like the master reading. <laughs> well, if that don't take the cake, I should be offended, I guess. Othric was confused, but tries to explain. This is a special mission, death world dangerous, but slaves valuable. Coming here, this is a last chance for me. What do you mean, last chance? I not own ship, either return with valuable slaves or master take ship. Make me, take me a slave. Mike laughs again. Ha! <laughs> that makes sense. No offense, Ockrick, but your ship doesn't look that great. I mean, it's not like I a connoisseur of alien starships, but it's looking a little bit rough around the edges. Mike gestures at the tent behind him. Kind of like this little tent city we got going over here. So what? All of your alien buddies going to come down and kick our ears. Is there anything that eats you? No, not really. Maybe a polar bear or a lion, but nothing here. Then you're safe. Death World Apex races are forbidden as slaves. Death World Apex race, huh? Mike pauses and then continues. I kind of like how that sounds. Why are they forbidden? Too dangerous. Once, masters compete to own the toughest slaves. One master imported ambush predators from Benetax. Look like Big Tube, smart and fast when hungry, but lazy and dumb when digesting Big Meal. Then Benetax predators get hungry and eat masters. Other slaves swallow. Big revolt. Now all slaves tested and Death World Apex banned. Death Worlders prey are very valuable, though. Don't tread on me, huh? What do you mean? Arthric's confusion was plain as day. They sound kind of like earth snakes. One of those was an old symbol of freedom. Oh, never mind. Not going to explain that. What's the test? Master star beats new slaves, then make you think escape possible. But it really maze full of tests. See if you're able to. That's kind of evil, but also pretty clever. Mike paused for a moment, and Othric watched as his face contorted before he turned back to her. So, I'm just going to ask again. Are your friends coming? No, I'm not supposed to be here. 
So, uh, let me see if I understand what's going on. I don't know if the translator is passing the nuances of a loan quite right, but it sounds like you owe a lot of money to somebody who'll take your spaceship if you don't pay. Mike paused and then continued. And let me guess, but the only way for you to make enough money is by going someplace so dangerous you literally call it a world of death, capture a few locals and haul them back. Oh, and the space police will arrest you if they catch you. Is that right? Yes, but only because Othric deep in debt. So normally you wouldn't have to do this. Yes, admits Othric. But have you ever had to do this before? Go to a death world, I mean. This is third time. Mike shifted his position again and Othric noticed how calm she feels, despite being tied up and surrounded by dangerous predators. As she started to talk again, she realized that it was something about his voice. Someone like Mike could say anything and make it sound like a deep, secret order from the gods themselves. Is that their secret? Do these bipeds hunt with words? So, uh, let me take a guess, and you can tell me if I'm right. Usually you're doing some kind of easy cargo runs, but never enough to really turn a profit. Eventually, something expensive breaks, and you make a bad trade, and then you are so deep in debt that you have to take an insane risk or go broke. And if you die, again, taking a risk here, the master sends somebody to get your ship back so that they can give it to other poor suckers. Yes. Arthuric nearly gasped out in shock. How could this primitive possibly know so much? Never thought of it that way before, huh? Yeah, we call that debt slavery. See, it's kind of like regular slavery, except that you can't really be running around capturing slaves while you're in irons, no? How does that make you feel? Sad and angry. You still afraid of the masters, or are you more angry? Not afraid, angry only. Well then, so... Here's what I'm thinking. New Aralu City Citadel in Commerce A-51, Edge of Silver, three weeks later. Lone Master Stain allowed himself a rare smile. One of his scouts had found a very promising new species, Othric. Her name was, he remembered her, a poor merchant with no head for finance or negotiation, but she was quite a skilled slave hunter. Had to think that it had nearly been a catastrophe. His tenant, Okrik, was obliged by custom to give Stain the right of first bid on any new slaves. Instead, she had taken her new find straight to the open market. And what slaves they were! Sapient, high-gravity herd beasts. They were naturally docile and subservient, yet incredibly strong and capable of remarkable level of intelligence. Shame, they were so afraid of violence. They would have made absolutely fabulous soldiers. Clearly, Stain wasn't the only one who saw the potential in the new race, but uh, as the bidding was starting to get out of control, the cat made him an offer. She would pull the auction and sell the slaves to Stain directly, but she wanted a much larger line of credit. Her asking price for the slaves were extortionate, but compared to the current auction price, highway robbery and rising, it was quite the deal. The credit line was far more than he really wanted to extend, but knowing Orcrit, he figured that it was probably for the best. She'd just dig herself into a hole again, probably do something dumb like buy the top of a line ship and run mercantile milk runs until the interest caught up with her. And then she'd do another Death World run, or he'd take up her ship back. Polaris Orbital Port, Auxiliary Mercantile Docking Bay 181, six months later. Arthric was watching the Sediva dolls finish loading cargo onto her brand new merchant liner, Tiger Lily, when one of them called her over. 
One of the dock workers had switched his data screens to a news channel, and a small crowd was gathering. This is LNN Independent News coming to you live from New Aurelia. What's going on? Well, it's a little bit hard to tell, but you can hear the gunfire coming from the city, so there's still fighting going on, but uh, there's a lot of news. Footage from the state broadcaster, master of speaking at the podium, a crowd of other masters in the audience. Arthric recognized the human figure standing in the background, next to two armed guards. Suddenly, the human grabs one of the guards' weapon and shoots the other. Shots ring out, the humans fighting unseen guards, then the masters in front falls over. Shots from behind. The human advances, hit and bleeding and seemingly unbothered, grabs the microphone and begins talking. You claim that the masters are stronger than ever. To this, I have only one thing to say. He grabs the master's corpse, spins it around, and hurls it to land outside the view of the cameras. Fellow slaves, now is your hour to throw off your chains. All around you, at this very planet, your fellows are doing the same. Rise up, now. The voice cuts to static. Somebody must have finally cut the feed. We have unconfirmed reports of a rebellion as being led by a small number of super slaves, which is what they're calling the ringleaders. One master we've been able to get in touch with says that he recognizes the so-called super slaves as recent arrivals from a death world, but they've never showed any violent or aggressive tendencies until now. So what are you thinking? Some kind of biological trigger? We don't know, but the attack was clearly coordinated. Footage shot from the window of a shuttle, lances of fire shoot from high orbit to impact somewhere in the city. That was an orbital defense grid shooting at military targets on the ground, taken just before the previous clip. Hang on, it looks like the state broadcast has just gone live. Let's hear what they have to say. Arthric gasps in shock as she recognizes the human sitting down on a news desk, one of the 14 that Arthric smuggled off Earth. Mike was the last one she'd forget, and then he starts to talk, and Arthric realizes that, whatever the anchors say, his war has ended. Greetings, fellow citizens of Aurelia. My name is Michael Terran. I, yesterday, I was a slave. Today, I am a free man. The city and planet are now under the control of the Uralu Liberation Army. All slaves are now free, now and forever. All debts held by masters are now void. Masters, lay down your arms. You will not be harmed. We hope that you will choose to work with us to build our new free society together. But enough blood has been shed today, and we will allow you to leave in peace. Once again, all slaves are free. All debts are paid. The crowd is still watching as Captain Okrik, owner of the Tiger Lily, blasts off into space. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.